name the endogenous catecholamines. Where are they produced? Um, so they're produced in the adrenal medulla, and there's adrenaline, noradrenaline, and dopamine. Um, and they're also produced in intrinsic cardiac adrenergic cells. That's <gasps> adrenaline. Um, and sympathetic nervous system cells, so that's dopamine. So they're produced in the adrenal medulla, adrenaline, noradrenaline, and dopamine, in the intrinsic cardiac adrenergic cells, adrenaline, and in the sympathetic nervous system, dopamine. What are the physiological effects of adrenaline and noradrenaline? So metabolic effects, they, um, they stimulate glycogenolysis, increase metabolic rate, mobilization of free fatty acids, increase lactic acid. On the cardiovascular system, they cause vasoconstriction and dilation, increased heart rate and strength. Alpha-1 effects cause constriction of blood vessels and smooth muscles, especially nor, nor adrenaline. Um, Alpha-2 actions have mixed smooth muscle effects, especially adrenaline. Beta-1 have cardiac ionotropy and chronotropy effects, also increase irritability. Beta-2 effects, dilation of blood vessels, liver and muscle and other smooth muscle relaxation. So that's mainly adrenaline. And they cause via beta-3 activation, lipolysis and detrusor relaxation. What are the physiological effects of adrenaline and noradrenaline? So there's the metabolic effects. Um, they will increase glycogenolysis, so breakdown of sugars, increase the metabolic rate and increase the mobilisation of free fatty acids. They'll also increase the formation of lactic acid, presumably through glycolytic pathways. Um, on the cardiovascular system, they'll cause vasoconstriction and dilation, increased heart rate and strength. So alpha-1 actions constrict the blood vessels um, and constrict smooth muscles. This is particularly the effect of noradrenaline. Alpha-2 actions have mixed smooth muscle effects. Um, beta-1 actions will cause cardiac ionotropy and chronotropy as well as irritability. And that's both adrenaline and noradrenaline. Um, beta-2 actions will cause dilation of blood vessels of the liver and muscle and other smooth muscle relaxation. That's adrenaline's effect. And finally, beta-3 actions will cause lipolysis and detrusor muscle relaxation. Uh, what are the hormones secreted by the adrenal medulla? Adrenaline, noradrenaline and dopamine. What are the effects of these hormones? What are the major effects of these hormones? One, alpha and beta effects, and two, they increase heart rate, force of contraction, vasoconstriction, hypertension, alertness, increase metabolic rate, and increase glycogenolysis. How do the effects of noradrenaline and adrenaline differ on the cardiovascular system? How do the effects of adrenaline differ 
with serum concentration. So at low concentrations, you'll have some beta effects, but at high concentrations of adrenaline, the alpha vasoconstrictor properties will predominate. What is the physiological role of aldosterone? So aldosterone causes sodium and water retention. It expands the EC volume and shuts off the stimulus to renin, increase renin secretion. Basically it gives negative feedback to renin secretion. What conditions increase high aldosterone secretion? So primary conditions, it's a stress hormone, low pressure volume states and secondary hypoaldosteronism um, can occur in congestive heart failure, cirrhosis and nephrosis. Um, so you can have primary um, hyperaldosteronism which is con syndrome and you get hypertension, hypokalemia um, and usually it's due to an adrenal adenoma or secondary hyperaldosteronism. I mean, in primary hyperaldosteronism, you'll get a secondarily low renin. Describe the typical serum slash urine effects in hyperaldosteronism. So you get... um, a mild rise in serum, serum, sodium and chloride with fluid retention. You get decreased calcium, I mean potassium, um, and you develop a mild alkalosis or alkalemia. That's only if the potassium is deplete. Um, in the urine you get increased potassium and increased hydrogen ions. So... Why is that? And that's because sodium and retain sodium is retained but drags fluid into the ECF so it dilutes it. Um plus there's some sodium excretion through escape phenomena. Um chloride is retained alongside of sodium. Um potassium depletion is due directly to the aldosterone effects. And hydrogen ions are lost in the urine that increases urinary acidity. Hydrogen ion loss in the serum only seen if potassium depletes and then you rely on hydrogen ion secretion. How does aldosterone exert its effects on the kidney? So um, it has mineralocorticoid effects which are exerted via the principal cells um, in the collecting ducts. So it has two effects. First is um, genomic. So there's intracellular nuclear signaling to increase mRNA, um, which then increases ENAC insertion activity. And then um, it also increases the production of ENAC, but this is a slower action. And secondarily, the membrane-binding IP3-mediated sodium-potassium exchange. There's increased membrane-binding of IP3-mediated sodium-potassium exchange. All of the above 
act to increase sodium resorption um, and increase potassium hydrogen losses to the urine. So just to go through that again, um, it's a aldosterone is a medullary mineralocorticoid. It acts on principal cells in the collecting duct. It increases sodium resorption from the collecting tubules from urine and in exchange for potassium and hydrogen ion causing increased pH and increased potassium diuresis. Action takes around 10 to 30 minutes to develop and peaks later. Aldosterone also causes cytoplasmic receptor complex moves to the nucleus where it alters the transcription of mRNA. So this aldosterone cytoplasmic receptor complex moves to the nucleus where it alters transcription of mRNA. This has two effects. So rapidly it will increase the activity slash insertion of preformed active ENAC channels via the activation of genes for SGK. And then a slower action will be that it increases the synthesis of ENAC channels. And then there's a non-genomic action which just increases the activity of the sodium-potassium exchanges via increasing IP3, increasing intracellular sodium. Describe the actions of aldosterone. So it increases the resorption of sodium from the urine. It acts on principal cells of the collecting ducts to increase the amounts of sodium exchange for potassium and hydrogen in the renal tubules, producing a potassium diuresis and a fall in urinary pH. It also increases resorption of sodium from sweat, saliva and the colon. List the stimuli that increase aldosterone secretion. So ACTH from the pituitary gland will stimulate aldosterone. Renin from the kidney via angiotensin 2. Direct stimulatory effect of rise in plasma potassium concentration on the adrenal cortex. Clinical causes such as surgery, anxiety, physical trauma, um, hemorrhage, high potassium intake, low sodium intake, standing up, constriction of the IVC in the thorax, e.g. in pregnancy, um, and then secondary hyperaldosteronism, such as in congestive cardiac failure, cirrhosis, and nephrosis. Describe the feedback regulation of aldosterone secretion. So you get a fall in the ECF or blood volume and you get a reflex increase in renal nerve discharge and decrease in renal artery pressure. An increase in renin secretion, increase in angiotensin to increase in aldosterone secretion. Then you get sodium and water retention, expand the ECF and decrease in stimulus that initiated renin secretion. So fall in ECF or blood volume, you get a reflex of increase in renal nerve discharge and a decrease in renal artery pressure. Then you get an increase in renin secretion, increase in angiotensin 2, increased aldosterone secretion. And then you get sodium and water retention, expanded ECF and a decrease in stimulus that initiated renin secretion. Describe the effects of increased aldosterone. So you get increased 
resorption of sodium from the urine, sweat, saliva and colonic content, contents. Um, sodium retention in the ECF, potassium diuresis and depletion, hypertension and ECF volume expansion. Oh yes, so increased resorption of sodium from the urine, sweat, saliva and colonic contents, sodium retention in the extracellular fluid, potassium diuresis and depletion, hypertension and extracellular volume expansion. And again, list the factors that increase aldosterone secretion, so hemorrhage, physical trauma, ECF contraction, surgery, anxiety, low sodium intake, high potassium intake, constriction of the IVC and the thorax, or secondary hyperaldosteroneism, such as in CCF, cirrhosis, and nephrosis. And how is aldosterone secretion regulated? So ACH, ACTH, adrenal corticotrophin, hormone from the pituitary, renin from the kidney, um, and direct stimulatory, stimulatory effect of potassium on adrenal cortex. What are the main regulatory factors for aldosterone secretion? So the renin angiotensin system, ACTH, and rise in plasma potassium concentration acting on the adrenal cortex. What are the physiological effects of glucocorticoids? So they have a permissive action on catecholamine effects slash pressor effects by increasing vascular reactivity and bronchodilation. They have metabolic effects to increase protein catabolism slash breakdown, increase hepatic glycogenolysis and gluconeogenesis, so breaking down glycogen and making new glucose. Um, increasing plasma glucose, anti-insulin effects on peripheral tissues, increasing lipolysis of fat breakdown, increasing free water excretion, brackets, decreased vasopressin and immunological effects, so decreased inflammation and allergic response and lymphocyte activity and hematological actions, they increase neutrophils, platelets and red blood cells um, and on the central nervous system can have personality changes and EEG slowing. How is glucocorticoid secretion regulated? So glucocorticoids, e.g. cortisol, are secreted from the adrenal cortex. Secretion is dependent on ACTH secretion from the anterior pituitary. Note that ACTH will also increase aldosterone. ACTH regulation, or secretion, is regulated by corticotropin-releasing hormone, which is released from the hypothalamus, which will be released in response to either low cortisol levels or high stress levels. Glucocorticoids provide a negative feedback loop on the hypothalamus and the anterior pituitary to reduce ACTH secretion. So glucocorticoids are secreted from the adrenal cortex. Secretion is dependent on ACTH from the anterior pituitary. ACTH is regulated by corticotropin-releasing hormone from the hypothalamus. Um, and glucocorticoids provide a negative feedback loop on the hypothalamus and the anterior pituitary to reduce ACTH secretion.
lists the physiological effects of glucocorticoids. So increased protein catabolism, increased plasma glucose through increased hepatic glycogenolysis and gluconeogenesis, increases in glucose 6-phosphatase, anti-insulin effects on peripheral tissues, inhibition, feedback inhibition of ACTH, controls vascular reactivity to noradrenaline and adrenaline, controls the ability to excrete water load, increased neutrophils, platelets and red blood cells, decreases eosinophils, lymphocytes and basophils, what are the vascular effects of abruptly stopping long-term glucocorticoids? So the vascular smooth muscle becomes unresponsive to noradrenaline and adrenaline. Capillaries dilate and increase permeability. Failure to respond to noradrenaline impairs vascular compensation for hypovolemia and promotes vascular collapse. What is the benefit of elevated glucocorticoid levels in stress? So the effect on vascular activity to catecholamines plus necessary for catecholamines to mobilise free fatty acids for emergency energy source. So it has an effect on the vascular activity to catecholamines and the mobilisation of free fatty acids for emergency energy. What are the physiological effects so, of glucocorticoids? Essential for survival, stress response, permissive action for catecholamine effects, pressure and vascular reactivity, causes bronchodilation, calorigenesis and lipolysis. Metabolic effects including protein, catabolism, hepatic, glycogenolysis and gluconeogenesis, rise in plasma glucose and peripheral anti-insulin effect, increasing plasma lipids, permits free water excretion, immunological effects, decreasing inflammation and allergic responses, reduced lymphocytic activity, lymph tissue cytokines, in the haematological system, it increases neutrophils, red blood cells and platelets, decreases basophils and eosinophils. And on the mental system, <laughs> it has EEG slowing and personality changes. How is it regulated in response to ACTH from the anterior pituitary, which is driven by corticotropin-releasing hormone from the hypothalamus, which is in response to low corticoid or high stress. Um, and glucocorticoid negative feedback on the hypothalamus slash the pituitary to reduce ACTH secretion. What are the physiological effects of glucocorticoids? So the three things that you have to have is um, intermediary metabolism of carbohydrates carbohydrate, protein and fat, inhibiting ACTH and maintaining vascular reactivity to catecholamines, vascular and smooth muscle reactivity to catecholamines. How are glucocorticoids metabolized and how are they controlled? So Cortisol is metabolized by the liver, it's conjugated to glucuronic acid and inactivation will be decreased in liver disease. 
We are in the body as calcium stored. So 99% of calcium is stored in the bone. Um, in the plasma, it's bound to protein or can be unbound, say free or ionized. It's an important second messenger and is required for coagulation, nerve function and muscle contraction. So 99% is in the bone, the rest is in the plasma either brown, brown to protein or unbound and it's free unionized form. And it's important as a second messenger and is required for coagulation, nerve function and muscle contraction. Um, how is plasma calcium regulated? Via parathyroid hormone vitamin D and calcitonin. Um, so parathyroid hormone will act to increase plasma calcium by mobilizing calcium from the bone. It increases calcium resorption in the kidney also. It will increase the formation of 1,2,5-dihydroxycholecalciferol in the kidney. So it will increase calcium mobilization from the bone, increase calcium resorption primarily from the proximal convoluted tubule, and it will also increase the formation of 1,2,5-dihydroxycholecalciferol in the kidney. Um, what hormones... Oh, and then so 1,2,5-dihydroxycholecalciferol increases calcium absorption from the intestines and the kidneys. Calcitonin from the thyroid lowers circulating calcium. Its effect is by inhibition of bone resorption. Um, it also increases calcium excretion in the urine. So calcitonin will lower circulating calcium um, via affecting inhibition of bone resorption and increasing calcium excretion in the urine. And to a lesser effect, you'll, a lesser extent, you'll have the effect of glucocorticoids, estrogens and growth hormones. So glucocorticoids decrease plasma calcium by inhibition of osteoclast formation and activity. So they'll prevent bone breakdown. Um, estrogens inhibit the stimulatory effects of cytokines on osteoclasts, so again preventing bone breakdown. And growth hormone will act to increase calcium excretion in the urine and absorption in the intestine. The net balance can be positive, so it will increase absorption but also increase excretion. Hypercalcemia is a complication of cancer and the raised Calcium is either from um, bone erosion um, or elevated parathyroid hormone-related protein. So in summary, calcium is regulated by parathyroid hormone, which will increase calcium via mobilization from bone, resorption in the kidney, and 1,2,5-dihydroxycholecalciferol formation. Activated vitamin D increases calcium from the intestines and the kidneys. Calcitonin increases calcium excretion and inhibits bone resorption. Glucocorticoids decrease plasma calcium by inhibiting bone breakdown. Estrogens have a similar effect. Um, growth hormone has 
to counter regulatory mechanisms so it'll increase absorption from the small intestine but also increase excretion in the kidney and overall might have a positive effect and then malignancies can increase calcium through um, osteolytic action on the bone or through um, synthesis of parathyroid hormone related protein (gasps) how does bone resorption occur so osteoclasts are monocytes that develop from stromal cells under the influences of rankle which is receptor activator of nuclear factor kappa b ligand oh my god um they attach to bone via integrins and sealing in the sealing zone of the membrane. So osteoclasts attach to the bone via integrins in the sealing zone of the membrane. Hydrogen-dependent protein pumps move into the cell and acidify the area. Acid dissolves hydroxyapatite and acid proteases break down collagen. Products move across osteoclasts the osteoclast and into interstitial fluid Um, so osteoclasts are monocytes that develop from stromal cells under the influence of rankle they attach the bone via integrins in the sealing zone of the membrane hydrogen dependent protein pumps move into the cell and acidify the area acid dissolves the hydroxyapatite and acid proteases break down the collagen and then the products move across the osteoclast into interstitial fluid. What hormones are involved in serum calcium regulation? So parathyroid calcitonin, 1,2,5-dihydroxychloride, but also growth hormone estrogen and malignancy, although that's not a hormone. Outline the effects of parathyroid hormone. Um, So increased parathyroid hormone will increase calcium resorption by increasing 1-5-DCC formation and decreasing urinary excretion of calcium. Um, And increased 1-5 will increase intestinal calcium absorption and will increase bone resorption and increase the release of calcium into the plasma. What are the other effects of PTH? So PTH will also act to decrease plasma phosphate. So it decreases the plasma phosphate resorption in the proximal tubules. It will also act to increase 125 dihydrocolicosiferol in the kidney and over a longer time it'll increase osteoblastic and osteoclastic stimulation so decrease phosphate increase activated vitamin D and increase osteoblastic and osteoclastic activity Describe the regulation of parathyroid hormone levels. So negative feedback occurs by calcium via membrane calcium receptor energy protein. 1,2,5-dihydroxycholecalciferol acts to decrease 
pre po pth mrna um, increases in phosphate will directly increase parathyroid hormone oh well, no increases in phosphate will increase pth by decreasing calcium in 125 magnesium is required for parathyroid hormone secretion What factors influence the level of free calcium in the plasma? So protein binding, so it will depend on the plasma protein level and the pH. Um, total body calcium. So the amount that's bound in bone. Bone calcium is readily exchangeable or slowly exchangeable. Um... Intake, GI absorption under the influence of vitamin D, renal excretion under vitamin D influence, parathyroid hormone and calcitonin. So what affects the levels of free calcium? So protein binding, depending on the plasma protein pH, um, plasma protein level and pH, total body calcium, which depends on the mountain bone, intake, GI absorption, under influence of vitamin D, renal excretion again under influence of vitamin D, parathyroid hormone and calcitonin. How does bone resorption occur? So osteocytes, osteoclasts are monocytes that develop from stromal cells under the influence of rancor. They attach to the bone via integrins in the ceiling zone of the membrane. Hydrogen dependent protein pumps move into the cell and acidify the area. Acid dissolves hydroxyapatite and collagen. Products move across the osteoclast into the interstitial fluid. Describe the action of 1,2,5-dihydroxycholecalciferin calcitonin. So 1,2,5-dihydroxy increases calcium and phosphate absorption from the intestine via calbindin proteins. Also increases calcium resorption in the kidneys, increasing sympathetic activity of osteoblasts. And it's necessary for normal calcium of the bony matrix. So 1,2,5 increases calcium and phosphate absorption from the intestines. Via, um, via cow binding proteins and also increases calcium absorption in the kidneys. It increases synthetic activity of osteoblasts necessary for normal calcium of the bony matrix. Calcitonin inhibits bony resorption, um, so it inhibits osteoclastic activity, lowers serum calcium and phosphate levels, increases calcium excretion in urine, so calcitonin inhibits bone resorption, inhibits osteoclastic activity, lowers serum calcium and phosphate levels, increases calcium excretion in the urine, and it's from the parafollicular cells. What are the secondary hormones involved in calcium metabolism? 
So growth hormone, which will increase gut resorption, glucocorticoids, which will increase bone resorption, and estrogens, which will inhibit osteoclasts. Um, and the main factors will be 1,2,5-dihydroxycholecalciferol, PTH, and calcitonin. And high calcium will decrease 1,2,5-dihydroxycholecalciferol, and it will decrease PTH. Remember that magnesium is required for PTH secretion. PTH will indirectly increase gut absorption of calcium by increasing the formation of 1,2,5-dihydrocholecalciferol. What are the actions of vitamin D? Increase absorption of calcium from the intestine by induction of calbindin D proteins. Increased resorption of calcium in, in the kidneys. Increased osteoblastic activity. And it aids calcification of the bone matrix. How is the synthesis of vitamin D regulated? So it's not closely regulated. Um, low calcium will increase PTH secretion and increase vitamin D. High calcium inhibits PTH and the kidneys produce inactive metabolites. Um, low phosphate will increase vitamin D production and high phosphate inhibits it. And vitamin D enzyme or vitamin D itself inhibits enzyme involved in its synthesis. What factors determine the plasma glucose level? So dietary intake, rate of entry into cells, e.g. muscle, fat and other organs, glucostatic activity in the liver and fasting. How is the blood glucose maintained during fasting? So liver glycogen is broken down and glucose is released into the bloodstream. During prolonged fasting, glycogen will be depleted and there'll be an increase in gluconeogenesis from glycerol and amino acids in the liver. What factors stimulate glucagon? So hypoglycemia, increased sympathetic drive to the pancreas, vagal stimulation, protein load, amino acids, um, either oral or IV infusion, exercise, stress, starvation, cholecystokinin, gastrin and cortisol, as well as theophylline. So what factors stimulate glycogen or glucagon? Hypoglycemia, increased sympathetic drive to the pancreas, vagal stimulation, protein load, amino acids, either oral or IV, Exercise, stress, starvation, cholecystokinin, gastrin, cortisol, and theophylline. And remember that unlike cholecystokinin, somatostatin will inhibit both glucagon and insulin. What are the physiological 
effects of glucagon. So it will cause gluconeogenesis, glycogenolysis, but not in muscle, lipolysis, ketogenesis, um, so it's calorigenic through hepatic deamination of amino acids, positive ionotropic effect in large doses, um, stimulates the secretion of growth hormone, insulin, and pancreatic somatostatin. So glucagon will stimulate insulin release and pancreatic somatostatin. So again, what are the physiological actions of glucagon? Glycogenolysis in the liver, um, gluconeogenesis from amino acids, only at very high levels, um, lipolysis, ketogenesis, positive ionotropic effect on the heart, increasing blood flow to the kidneys, um, and it stimulates the secretion of growth hormone, insulin, and somatostatin. Um, what factors affect glucagon secretion? So stimulators, beta-adrenergic stimulants, cortisol, a protein meal, vagal stimulation, starvation, stress, exercise, cholecystokinin, gastrin and theophylline. And inhibitors include glucose, which is the most important, um, insulin, somatostatin, Glucose, insulin, somatostatin, free fatty acids, ketones, alpha adrenergic stimulators, GABA and phenytoin. So stimulators are beta adrenergic stimulants, cortisol, protein meal, vagal stimulation, starvation, stress, exercise, cholecystokinin, Gastrin theophylline and inhibitors include glucose, somatostatin, free fatty acids, ketones, alpha adrenergic stimulators, GABA, and phenytoin. What factors determine glucose homeostasis? So, glucose absorption from the intestine. Glucose uptake from the periphery, so from muscle, brain, fat, red cells, and liver. Resorption in the kidney, gluconeogenesis in the liver, um, and the effects of insulin and glucagon. So what happens to glucose in the absence of insulin? So you get hyperglycemia due to decreased peripheral uptake of glucose into the muscle and fat, which is a direct effect. Reduce glucose uptake by the liver, which is indirect, um, and increase glucose output by the liver and lack of glycogen synthesis. And note that gastrointestinal, renal, brain and red cell glucose uptake is unaffected. So gastrointestinal, renal, brain and red cell glucose uptake is unaffected. And glucagon will increase blood sugars due to increased glycogenolysis and increased gluconeogenesis in the liver. Um, 
how does exercise affect glucose levels? So, increase entry of glucose into skeletal muscle cells. Insulin-dependent increase in GLUT4 transporters in the muscle cells. Um, so, increase entry into of glucose into skeletal muscles. Insulin-independent increase in GLUT4 transporters into the muscle cells. Persist for several hours. Regular exercise can have a prolonged increase in insulin sensitivity. And exercise in type 1 diabetics can precipitate hypoglycemia also because of ABs of injected insulin more rapid during exercise. Physiological, physiologically, what are the acute if consequences of insulin deficiency? So you have intracellular glucose deficiency, extracellular excess, protein and fat catabolism. Describe the biosynthesis of insulin. Beta cells um, are as a precursor hormone. They're from beta cells. It's initially a precursor hormone. Then insulin is released from the cell with a C-peptide and describe the structure of the insulin receptor. So 2-alpha and 2-beta glycoprotein subunits. What are the effects of insulin deficiency? Decreased peripheral utilization of glucose, hyperglycemia but low intracellular glucose, derangement of the glucostatic function of the liver, um, hyperglycemia with no decrease in gluconeogenesis, secondary osmotic diuresis with dehydration, electrolyte and calorie loss, catabolism of protein and fat due to low intracellular glucose, um, contributes to ketosis and acidosis, and breakdown of amino acids for energy, increased free fatty acids from breakdown of triglycerides, secondary acidosis, coma, and raised cholesterol. So decreased peripheral utilization of glucose, hyperglycemia, but low intracellular glucose, derangement of the glucosidic function of the liver, hyperglycemia with no decrease in gluconeogenesis, secondary osmotic diuresis and with dehydration, Electrolyte and calorie losses, catabolism of protein and fat due to intracellular glucose contributes to ketosis and acidosis, breakdown of amino acids for energy, increased free fatty acids from breakdown of triglycerides, secondary acidosis, coma and raised cholesterol. Describe the mechanism of insulin secretion. So insulin is dumped from the beta cells of the islets of Langerham within three to five minutes, followed by a plateau at two to three hours by activation of the enzyme system. Glucose is metabolized by glucokinase, and this involves ATP, decreased potassium efflux, and increased calcium entry into cells that cause the release of insulin by exocytosis. So glucose is metabolized by glucokinase. This involves ATP, decreases potassium efflux and increases calcium entrance into cells that causes release of insulin via exocytosis. What is the main hormonal factor that increases ACTH or that stimulates cortisol release from the adrenal cortex? 
ACTH, what factors determine the rate of secretion? So it's increased by stress, which can be pain or emotional, um, drive for circadian rhythm through the hypothalamus via the release of CRH, inhibited by circulating glucocorticoids and afferent from baroreceptors. What happens to ACTH after prolonged treatment with high doses of glucocorticoids is stopped abruptly, so it slowly increases over weeks. Um, how can this be avoided uh, by careful weaning of steroids? Describe the changes in ACTH secretion that occur in response to stress. So there's increased ACTH, which is mediated through the hypothalamus by CRH release. CRH is produced in the paraventricular nuclei and secreted in the medial eminence and transported via the portal hypophysial vessels to the anterior pituitary. Multiple nerve endings converge on the paraventricular nuclei. Destruction of the median eminence means the stress response is blocked. What are the physiological consequences of sudden cessation of steroid therapy after prolonged treatment? So you have low glucocorticoid levels with inability to increase them. Prolonged exogenous glucocorticoid inhibits ACTH secretion. Normally a drop in resting cortisol levels would stimulate ACTH secretion through the feedback loop, but inhibitory effect of pituitary and hypothalamus due to action on DNA. Degree of pituitary inhibition proportional to level of glucocorticoid. ACTH inhibiting activity of steroid parallels glucocorticoid potency. The adrenals become atrophic and unresponsive to ACTH. Um, the pituitary is unable to secrete normal amounts of ACTH for one month, probably secondary to decreased ACTH synthesis. After a month or so, there's a slow rise in the ACTH levels to supranormal levels, which stimulates the adrenal with increased glucocorticoid output. Feedback inhibition causes a gradual decrease in ACTH levels back to normal. You can avoid this by tapering the dose over a longer period. What hormones are secreted by the anterior pituitary, thyroid stimulating hormone, ACTH, growth hormone, LH, FSH and prolactin, TSH, ACTH, growth hormone, LH, FSH and prolactin, what are the clinical effects of anterior pituitary insufficiency? So you get adrenal cortical atrophy, glucocorticoid and sex hormone fall, mineral corticoid is maintained. As a result, you get salt loss and hypovolemic shock being avoided, but you're unable to mount an appropriate stress response. So you also get hypothyroidism, growth inhibition, gonadal atrophy, Sexual cycles cease, loss of some secondary sex characteristics, and a tendency towards hypoglycemia. How are the thyroid hormones regulated? So TRH is released from the hypothalamus, which stimulates 
thyroid stimulating hormone from the anterior pituitary which will then stimulate T4 and a smaller amount of T3 release um, T3 in the periphery negative feedback on TSH will occur by free T3 and T4 in the hypothalamus and pituitary the effect of T3 is more potent than that of T4 both secretion and synthesis of thyroid stimulating hormone is affected um, it'll be increased by the cold and decreased by the warmth. It'll be decreased by stress and glucocorticoids and decreased by dopamine and somatostatins. Um, other than cardiovascular, what are the physiological effects of thyroid hormones? So it's calorigenic. It'll increase metabolic rate, increase stimulation of oxygen consumption. In the adipose tissue, it'll be catabolic, so it'll cause fat breakdown. In the muscle, it'll be catabolic and increase protein breakdown. In the bone, it'll cause developmental growth um, and skeletal development. In the nervous system, it'll promote normal brain and development and mentation. In the gut, um, it'll have metabolic effects to increase carbohydrate absorption. And on cholesterol, it'll increase it'll increase the formation of LDL receptors and the removal of circulating cholesterol. What, what are the physiological effects of the thyroid hormones so on the heart? It's chronotropic and ionotropic. It'll increase the number of beta-adrenergic receptors, um, increase the response to catecholamines, increase the proportion of actin, myosin, heavy chain, in fat tissue, it'll stimulate lipolysis. In muscle, it'll cause protein breakdown. In bone, it'll cause developmental normal growth and skeletal development. In the nervous system, it'll promote normal brain development. In the gut, it'll increase carbohydrate absorption. It'll increase the formation of LDL receptors and decrease cholesterol and it will be calorigenic, increasing the metabolic rate and increasing oxygen stimulation. And negative feedback effect of T3 and T4 on the hypothalamus will, in, will inhibit TRH and TSH secretion.